Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for listening. This is episode four of the Entrepreneur Playground, and I'm very excited. Today is going to be the first episode with the married couple on the show, and I have Michelle and Anthony joining me this uh, this morning. For them, it's uh, afternoon. They are uh, they are in Italy right now, and Anthony he is a leadership coach working on self leadership, and Michelle is a editing a book editing. Uh, editor, I guess, and she helps authors <laughs> helps authors publish, edit, and write their books. So uh, that was just a, a brief introduction, but I, I would invite both of you to, to introduce yourselves as well. Okay. Hello, everyone. Yes, my name is Michelle, and I am a book editor and publishing professional who has worked in publishing for um, nearly 20 years. Uh, so I help writers write, edit, and publish their books. That's Thank me. you, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost had it. I, I struggled there with the with the editor <laughs> word. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, and Anthony, can you uh, can you introduce yourself as well? Yeah. So I'm Anthony. Um, yeah. So I work primarily with business owners and leaders and managers, um, with mainly in the small business arena. And um, with a focus on self-leadership and just exploring the ways where, from a leader perspective, they start to see things a bit differently, help can flow throughout the organization and make it a lot more fun and everyone to work in synchronicity. It's really cool. So, yeah. That is that is very cool. And I know some people won't be able to to see this. This is going to be a, a recording if they're listening on certain platforms. So uh, so you may be a little confused by Anthony's accent. Yes, he is in Italy, but he is originally from Australia. And so would you guys just like to, to start us off by talking about how you guys ended up where you are and, and how you guys uh, ended up in Italy? Okay, I'll take it away. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we both of us um, have always loved traveling, um, going way back into the late 90s and 2000s, where we do, um, in Australia we get four weeks annual leave a year. So it was always a case of, well, for me, I'm sure Michelle's very similar, we'd do our own trips was before we knew each other. And um, over time, you know, we just got fell in love with the whole traveling abroad and that type of thing. And then um, what, about five years ago now, yep. we decided to take a year and um, leave Australia and, and just go and see what it would be like to actually explore overseas a bit more from a traveler perspective versus a tourist. And um, so, yeah, we shot off and um, started off in Malta. Uh, we did a six month stint in Malta and used that as our base to go and start exploring the world, um, literally the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're something like 45 <laughs> countries now that we've, we've seen together. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just been, just been an amazing experience without, yeah, just wherever we want to go from a curiosity standpoint, we'll go and check it out. And if we like it, we go stay a bit longer there and that type of thing. So, yes, and, and at the moment, this brought us here to Italy, where Michelle's actually started learning Italian at the Italian school and everything as well. So yeah, it's just been a real, real adventure. That's amazing. I, I love that story so much. And I, I, I'm sorry that you guys haven't been able to, to travel as much this year. I know you still have done a little bit um, where you're still able to go to a few places within Italy, but uh, that's what an amazing uh, story. And I love that it started out as a year idea and 
now five years later you guys are still uh, still doing your thing so that's uh, that's fantastic and so the the point of this podcast the whole idea behind it was that i was getting i was getting almost tired of hearing people saying that they were you know going through the motions or just unhappy at work and so I wanted to explore this idea and, and ask entrepreneurs and ask coaches or, or people why it's important to, to include that aspect of fun or play into your business or into life or into traveling or whatever it is. And so that's really why, uh, why I created this podcast. And I, I would love to hear from you guys, um, because you're in two very different fields, how you can, uh, how you incorporate that, uh, fun or play into life and and why it's important well i guess just to kick things off in that was again when we took that first year off i'd previously been in several corporate roles uh, at a management level and i basically hit the wall the the stress and um i just wasn't happy with the way my life was and that's where I think everyone gets, when, until you experience it, you can't mm-hmm. really feel it. But you do, you do get to a point where it's like, no, nah, this, this can't continue. And I actually remember saying to Michelle, like, I, I think I want to either die before I'm 40, have a stroke or something if I, if I don't do something now type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that was kind of like, yep, let, let's just do it. And um, we, yeah, we got the tickets, we threw our stuff in storage and we set off on that. And for me personally, that first six months was more of a, I need to go find me again and that's where being in Malta was beautiful little Mediterranean mm-hmm. on the front and for me it was purely just to get up in the morning and go for my run and then pretty much do nothing and to see what showed up through doing nothing um, and yeah so that, that would have been definitely the, the, what kicked off for us to start looking at different ways of living yeah. that was more fulfilling yeah. and I was I guess lucky enough in that I had spent the last 10 years working in-house with publishers as a book editor. And I, by that stage, I was freelancing. So I was working from home back to these these publishers and they didn't care where I was. Uh, So that was, I think, what made us think, well, if I can still work wherever we are, then let's, let's do it. Let's take the, take the opportunity. And yeah, it was, you know, obviously nerve-wracking and it was a massive, massive change. And like Anthony said, we were going to just test the waters for a year. But uh, we came back and and I think uh, for me, as soon as I landed back in Australia and got hugs from friends and family, I was then thinking, okay, where's you next? i got to go. i got to go. And I, I never thought, I mean, I, I always love to travel, but for me, I guess... Uh, I was a little different to all my friends who were, you know, settling down in a way. They were married, have had kids, had nine to five jobs, and I was doing something totally different. Uh, no one either knew had done what we were doing or was even contemplating what we were doing. So for me, that first year was a bit, oh, this is a little wild and crazy. I don't know. And then oh, just fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, I um, just yeah would never look back and say that was the uh, a bad decision. It was the best decision I think we ever made. So yeah, 
<laughs> Definitely. And that's, that's fantastic. And it's amazing that you guys were able to, to do that. And, you know, especially in America, not everyone has the the luxury of, of four weeks off, at least definitely not in a row. Like you yeah. might get four weeks off, but you might have to do, you know, one day or one week here or there. Um, or the other thing is not everybody has the opportunity to work from home. At, at this point, it seems like that's happening much more often, but um, you still need to be somewhat in the same time zone or somewhere close to where you work. Um, and Kate, once this does end, so what would you, what would you tell someone who, who doesn't have that, uh, that luxury of being able to work from anywhere in the world or, you know, how can they, what would they do if they're at a job that, you know, maybe is not fulfilling for them or they feel, Anthony, feeling that stress that, that you felt uh, before you were able to leave? I think the, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is um, like just explore the idea of it. Like I was working in a full-time job at the time when obviously all the stress was building up and I, and through that process, I can't remember how long that process was because it accumulated obviously over time, mm-hmm. but just looking at, okay, well, what if, okay, I love traveling and if I wanted to travel and work, what type of things are out there that, would possibly, I guess, resonate with me to go and do. And that's why we said, well, for a year, let's just go do it and see what comes of it and that type of thing. So if, whether it was three months or six months, whatever, it's the same principle of getting applied. And at the same time, I'll also say, like, it definitely wasn't just rainbow and unicorns. Like, it's, it, it definitely comes with its challenges. But just knowing that, hey, like, again, resilience comes into it, you, you, you know, you can freak out as much as you want of not knowing what you're going to do when you get there and that type of thing, but you kind of know once you're there. Mm-hmm. And that's what was really cool about it too, because, um, yeah, I had no idea. Michelle had no idea. No. <laughs> like, we arrived there and it was like, oh, okay. Um, and just like one day at a time and that type of thing. And um, so, yeah, I, I definitely say just play with idea. Like if, if you shut yourself off from what's possible, like just think it, just be curious. Okay, well, what if what if I could do something? And then just like Google's there. Google make Google your friend and just look at look at stuff out there. Speak to people that have done it as well. But just through those conversations, you can get insights in it, and you can get on the ground information too. Instead of just I guess reading it one dimensional, just just from someone's writing. So that'd be my piece of mm-hmm. first advice. Yeah, and I think if people, um, yeah, they can't sort of obviously now it's a lot more difficult when to travel but I think it's also um you know looking within your local area what things you might not have explored before or adventures that you haven't taken uh that are closer to home um I think part of uh what we do love about traveling is when we do base ourselves somewhere um is sort of doing what the local people do and for the local people that might not be you know too exciting but for us it it is because we've got the fresh eyes so maybe uh those who uh have to stay within their local areas maybe need to just sort of look at things a little bit differently and you know go to that museum that they've never been to Mm -hmm. um or go to that uh library that they've heard about that's just down the road and have a look at that or yeah just sort of have a little adventures around your local surrounds (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I love that idea. And it's it's funny because when I say I'm from New York, people are like, oh, oh my gosh, that's like amazing. And and then they bring up the Statue of Liberty and, and I'm like, yeah, I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny, my dad hasn't been there either. So I don't know why, like this just like the Statue of Liberty just passed the passed the Dara family. I don't know why. <laughs> So, so Anthony, I want to ask you because you said that you work with with leaders and and people in in high uh, high up in companies. So, what would you tell them if they if they were saying, you know, oh, this is a this is a cool idea, but business is business is serious. Like this isn't a game. First thing I I would say just consider that like is that real. Because having come from the corporate and the finance world, especially, I've seen the other side. <laughs> I've seen that world where it's serious. And I remember back in 08, 09 when the GFC hit and I was in finance. And obviously the seriousness that happened during that. And it's only now when I actually look back as I've explored new things, especially in the coaching world, and it's given me these new perspectives of, of looking at stuff, um, even back then, it was the times when we took our mind off the seriousness that new stuff came up. And as I see that more and more, I can, I can see the beauty of it, especially now where, and this was actually in a conversation yesterday I had with someone that the, the intensity that, especially at a leadership level, when you've got results you need to achieve for whether it be shareholders or whatever the case may be. Just the, the, the pressure that you put on yourself just stops a, a certain way of operating as a human. And because I've been in that place, I know what it's like. And just playing with the idea of, okay, well, if I can do things differently and see things differently, my people under me could op operate at that same kind of level. And that's where I think now, especially when there is so much of VUCA happening um, and it's gonna to continue to, to evolve in, in different mm -hmm. ways, it's gonna be the companies that, that see things this differently and start to feed that through the culture of, the, of their businesses so that innovation and productivity will always be at a higher level than any of their competitors that aren't. Because when you get, as we know, when we get bogged down in stuff, you stop seeing what else is out there type of thing. So just having that in, inspired in the team. And then I can see it even go like flow further through right to families, especially with, with what's going on now in the family life. It's, it's, and it's just a beautiful thing. If you just see that entire flow on effect all the way through to the family unit, it just makes life a, a lot less problematic and a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that. And, and, you know, that that's really what I was searching for through this and, and help. I wanted to help people find that, that enjoyment and that, that playfulness and aliveness or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, because like I said earlier, it's, I, I've noticed a lot and especially this year in particular that people were, were losing that, that sense well, just for example, here in where we are, just to see the stress of the business owners, small business owners, because for those that haven't been to Italy before, this like 
the small businesses are literally everywhere. The little boutiques and that, these small towns, mm. and they thrive on a lot of the tourism as well. Tourism, yeah. Now that that's all just stopped. And just to look at the way they've had to, some of them had to adapt to a new environment. And the ones that are succeeding now and haven't had to shut their doors are those ones that actually just took a step back and looked at things differently and go, well, what can we do here? And there's even like small groups here that have formed and just basically get together and let's just throw ideas and see what sticks. And it's getting out of the, the mud and just go, okay, well, that's there. Cool. It's, we can't do anything about that, but let's, let's see what else is there. And that's what's really beautiful about it. When you take yourself out of that, even from a thinking standpoint, and, and just to look at what else aren't I seeing that someone else can see from a collaborative approach, new things sprout. And that's really beautiful when you actually see that happen. That is, that's a great response. And, and it, it, sometimes you need that, that second pair of eyes, or you need somebody to, to come in with a new perspective, just, just to change the way you're looking at, it. because, you know, if I'm looking this way and I, this is the only way, and then somebody's like, well, what about what's over there? You're like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know that there was anything going on over there. <laughs> that that's really interesting. And, and Michelle, I have a question for you that's very specific to your field. And I, I, I wrote a blog about this uh, just this week about, um, about writer's block. And so if, if a writer experiences that and you're working with them, what is your, uh, is there anything that you do that incorporates fun or play into writing that helps them get back? Or is there anything that you could speak about on that topic? First um, suggestion would be to step away from the manuscript, put it down, have some time away from it. Uh, that's the biggest key. Uh, writers get so invested and involved in their story, their character, um, and once that becomes such a stress on them that they can't see past the blank page to form new words, uh, the best advice is to take a break. Don't, don't sit at your computer, don't try it to force your way through it. Uh, it's the same as an editor. I mean, uh, once I edit, do one edit of a manuscript, I've got to step away from that story and take time out because I need to come back with fresher eyes to see mistakes that I wouldn't have seen the first time around. Um, so yeah, my advice is for writers to take time away and don't force themselves through uh, the writer's block because it will their creativity will come back it's it's a given they're creative beings anyway um so it will it will come back and they need to have confidence that that it, it is it is gonna come back and onto the page for them <laughs> yeah i i love that and it seemed like those were those were two very specific questions for your two fields but it seemed like there was a lot of similarities in the answers with that that fresh eyes that fresh perspective so that that was really interesting to to see that i, I wasn't planning on that but uh, <laughs> that tied together nicely <laughs> and and you said that we're we're creative beings and and i just wanted to to kind of highlight that and and talk about how why that's important for people to realize for, for somebody that might be listening that says, you know, Oh, I'm not creative. I, I don't, I can't draw very well, or I can't write. What, what would you say to them? Because that's a, that's an interesting uh, point to discuss as well. Well, you're creative in deciding what you're going to wear that day. 
you're creative in what you're going to cook for dinner that night. We're always creating. We're always, uh, some create a different way. Some create through art or by writing, music. Uh, but it's, it's every one of us um, every day just getting up and out of bed and deciding on that day what to do. You're creating your life. You're creating your day. So to me, everyone is creative. Yeah, go ahead. Just to add on that too, because that's one thing I used to question a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go to events and they'd mm-hmm. ask you to do creative visualizations or those type of things and I'd be stuck. <laughs> and because I had this idea that creative uh, creativity was linked to the art side mm-hmm. of things. And that was my misunderstanding yeah. around it. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't until I actually spoke, I brought this up with a coach once and said, like, what's that all about? I said, what do you mean? It's like, well, think about it. Like, whether you're doing a spreadsheet yes, or you're coming up with some new strategy, isn't yeah. that creativity? Mm-hmm. And that's when I went, shit, yeah. <laughs> that, that makes sense type of thing. I'm yeah. so caught up in this is the way things have to be if you're creative. Mm-hmm. And it was just a misunderstanding of, how I was interpreting things because I'd read so much stuff about this is your creative genius or spirit or whatever it is. And that was getting me muddled up. So as soon as I saw that creative creativity was beyond that and it can apply and it happens all the time anyway. And then just to start noticing that, you know, like Michelle said, mm. we're in creative spirit all the time. Like things mm-hmm. are always coming up. It's just whether we see them or not. Mm. And without putting a label on it that it's creative or not, yeah. It just is. And that's what's really cool now that I can go, okay, well, I don't know how to draw anything, but I, I'm, I'm good at this. <laughs> You're very creative with your spreadsheet, so. And I'm a spreadsheet, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, being creative with the spreadsheet doesn't doesn't look as nice as out loud if as opposed to being a, a creative in, as an artist. But I I hear exactly what you're saying. And and you're not alone in that belief. You're not even the only person in this Zoom call right now that had that belief. Like mm-hmm. I I was big on that, that I, you know, I can't draw at all. I can't, I can't even cut with the pair of scissors very well. My family always makes fun of me for that, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't have that artistic thing going on for me. So I, but I realized exactly what you were saying just this year that everything we do is creative. And when you think about it in that sense, that's such a better place to come from than oh, I, I just can't draw. <laughs> like, and so I, I appreciate you you bringing that up and, and admitting that because it was very that that's a place very close to my heart that it, it, it took me a long time and it took me a lot of coaches to to help me realize that. And it's so cool once you do realize mm. it. It takes that pressure off for exactly. you to be creative. Yeah. How yeah. way you want to express it. So, yeah. Exactly. And and that's the other thing is taking that pressure off. So that was like, you know, making this podcast was creative too. And I, I didn't even realize it at, at yeah, first. Exactly. And, and it's yeah. like, you know, now we're now we're just here. We're having a fun conversation. And and who knows, maybe somebody will get something out of this. Maybe not. Maybe they'll realize they're creative, too. And and that's awesome. That's like that's what this whole thing is, is all about. And so I, I appreciate you, you sharing that. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I have this uh, a quote here. I um, 
it's from a book. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this author. His name's Mike Dooley. And he, uh, he wrote this book. It was, uh, it was, to, he wrote it to his daughter. I, I don't remember how old she was, but uh, he wrote the book to the daughter and it's called a beginner's guide to the universe. And the, the quote that stood out for me, it's all these little like one or two lines um, of certain things. And the one that stood out to me was this, he said, always see work as play and play as important. And soon you won't know the difference between them. And I just wanted to see if you guys heard anything in that or if you would like to, to speak to that at all. Well, I guess for me, uh, in my uh, job, I love playing with words and I get to play with stories and ideas and that is uh, very satisfying for me uh, and I guess I'm very lucky to do that in my my everyday is I'm literally playing um, in what I in what I do uh, and I think it's um, it's very important to incorporate it into any any job that you do have I mean I certainly wasn't in um, editing and publishing for my whole life I, I also worked in banking and uh, <laughs> I uh, remember having to try and bring play into my nine to five then which was uh, for me reading and writing my own stories which then uh, took me down the path of, of writing editing and and publishing uh, so yeah play is is very important I think in in, in all you do um, in, in your job, in your everyday, in, um, yeah, however you can, you can get it because it just adds another level to your, you know, your daily life. And, um, and as Anthony said before, if you can uh, take time out to, to play or take time out to see things differently, then uh, that can uh, ensure that you go further with whatever uh, goal or story you were struggling with before. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love that, and I I do just want to point out or, or go back to when you said you know you were in banking and you had to figure out that area to add that fun and play. So so what would you say to someone who maybe is in a field or you know, it doesn't have to be banking. It could be any type of field, but, and they're, they're noticing that they're that fun or that play is just lacking and they're just, you know, going through the motions, just showing up to work because they, they need a paycheck. Yeah. Um, I guess see if you can bring uh, what you're, you're passionate about or what your passion might be for play into the workplace um, for me, that meant that I, because I loved writing, I decided to create a, um, a newsletter for my team in the banking environment. Uh, so that was just something that allowed me to take some time while I was working to work on this newsletter, which was something that I generally love to do, uh, write um, and bring it into the workplace. But I guess for those, those who can't bring their play into the workplace so easily is definitely ensuring that they make time for it when they're not uh, working. Uh, I think that's really, really important to uh, give yourself that space 
uh, every day, even if it's five minutes, 10 minutes uh, to do something that you really enjoy doing um, to give you that little bit of spark for the day. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I think that that's, it's something that people forget about very easily where they, you know, you hear this whole, you know, I can't, I can't be, I can't have fun at work. Like I, I have to be serious. I have to like, I, I don't have time for that. Like, or, you know, I, I hear a lot of people saying like, you know, you have to grow up or, you know, something like that when you, when you try to incorporate that play or that fun into something. And, and another big inspiration behind this podcast was on a, a coaching call. We were talking about um, Peter Pan, who's one of my favorite uh, favorite characters uh, from the the Disney universe, and uh, and his whole thing was never growing up. And you know, it is important to to be an adult in certain places, but it's also important to keep that that childlike playfulness involved. And and all of these things that I was seeing is what ultimately led me here to this point. And uh, and so I don't know if you guys would like to, to speak to that or if you if you heard anything in that um, aspect, uh, if that's just something that uh, I, I bring up a lot is, is Peter Pan. <laughs> that childlike um, wonder, I think that's also what um, is important. And I think it's sort of what we uh, have experienced with traveling. For me, having those childlike eyes when I go to a new place, um, just that sense of, wonder of wow I've never seen this before or I've never spoken to these type of people before from this type of background and they're different and it's uh it just has sort of given me this great sense of sense of wonder um which is looking at things with yeah um a sense of oh wow this is different or it's something that I've never seen before um and I think uh, Peter Pan had that too, that sense of playfulness and, and wonder of, oh, wow, you know, everything looked uh, magical or was amazing or, or um, yeah, looked, looked um, different, yeah. I think that's where the whole experiencing new things. Mm. Um, it was fun to speak about Disney. The first year we did our trip overseas, um, for that, for that one year, we actually had Michelle's birthday in Paris and we went to Disneyland in Paris. I wanted to go to Disneyland for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Michelle's done. Um, I've done, home. yeah, I'm trying to tick them all off because I think they're, they're great. <laughs> and, and it's just cool. Just, just, again, it's, you can't not have fun there. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and that's the cool thing about it. And just, just re, revisiting that and go, cool, okay, what like we can actually live a lot more of that type of experience in our everyday lives. And even looking back into my corporate, like when I was in, in leadership role with team members underneath me, there was like, yeah, I'll try to be the character and just be myself as much as I could in the adult formal environment type of thing. And some people liked it, some people didn't, but it just brought that lightness to the workplace, which is really cool. So I think if you just, again, for me, it's about intuition as well. Like, just, mm. just listen. And if you start to feel yourself getting heavy, you're getting bogged down in, in, in something other than, I guess, who you really are or, or should be, mm. <laughs> that type of thing. So, yeah, just, just have fun and just listen. Like, yeah, if it feels heavy, try something different and, and just see where it goes. Don't, and don't get attached to it either. 
Yeah, I oh man, I love that. And Michelle, first of all, I love that you uh, that you chose Disney World or Disneyland, whatever it's called <laughs> in Paris, as your destination for your birthday. That's fantastic. And uh, and Anthony, when you shared that, the word that really just stuck out to me was lightness. And and if you you know, it keeps coming back to that fresh eyes thing. If you see that you're feeling heavy or you're, I, I never even used that fresh eyes expression before, but I, I love that it, it's come up so many times in this conversation that if you feel that heaviness or something's weighing you down, there is a different way or a different perspective. And, and you, you have the ability to change that. If you can look in a different direction, if you are okay to let go of you know what you're used to or what you're known to do you can find a, a different way by by using that fresh those fresh eyes so i i love that this keeps tying back into that and it, it seems like it's so simple to to at least have the courage i guess the or to to just look maybe to something different that you're not used to I don't know if that's I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, well, courage. Yeah, it's again. I remember when we first did that trip, and I we were in Malta, and I just started playing with new business ideas and that type of stuff. That was when I actually did my first kind of website back then, and my first blog post was about courage and just taking that first step, like not knowing where you're going to end up, and it was just a bit of a, a write-up about me taking that step to step away from what I'd known in the corporate world and just try something totally different and th and that's what all that fun that came with that an exploration as a result too it just totally transformed the way i looked at the world and how i look at the world now that's what's so beautiful about it that's that's amazing my the the first blog post that i ever put up was also uh, like while i was traveling and it was uh, it was called you have to start somewhere and uh, and that was kind of the idea was like you know you're if you're going to start the blog, like you like everybody starts with zero followers or zero friends or whatever it is. And, and you just kind of have to start and take that, take that step. And, you know, if it doesn't work, I, I keep coming back to this, use a, that fresh, fresh eyes to, to look and see something new. So I, I really love what, what you guys are sharing here today. That, that was amazing. So, uh, so I do have a, another question for you here. And that is, you know, if you, um, so Anthony, going back to you with the working with the corporations and how do you, if you see a, I don't want to say a toxic, but that's the word that I'm going to use for, for right now is like a, a toxic work environment where maybe there's, you know, a leadership problem or there, it, it's just not flowing. What, what would you bring to that organization to, to help them to get back on track or to get to a different place? The first thing, and this is, again, as you learn more, you start to see more. Mm -hmm. and going back even to the early 2000s where I was actively involved in doing workshops um, around the world as well as in my different roles and that type of thing. And it's connecting with people. I got introduced to different um, I guess, strategies and tactics about how to do leadership and that type of thing. And the one thing that's kind of gone full loop since then is understanding experience. And when, from a leadership perspective, and coming from my own experience, having fallen into the trap, then also seeing other leaders fall into the trap as well, which is now I can speak from this place 
of that understanding is that like you look at your profiling type of um, uh, systems, like your, whether it's Myers-Briggs or Wealth Dynamics or Colby Assessment, that type of stuff, not so much to pigeonhole, but just to understand people see things that operate differently habitually. And just noticing if that's true, I'm seeing things one way. So it's probably that likely that they're seeing things another way as well. And it comes back to that, what I think is real may not be what's actually real. So just to sit with that from a leadership perspective at the start, this is why I like starting from the top and letting them flow down from mm -hmm. there. Just saying that, okay, well, if you've got a team of five managers underneath you, they're having five different experiences of, of whatever's going on as well. So get to know their world. Like under, literally go in there and, and understand what they're seeing, which is causing whatever is happening either with them or beyond them as well. Because when you start to understand that, you have that, A, a connection with them, which you probably haven't done for a while. But B, you start to see, okay, well, it's really nothing. It's just they're caught up in something right now. And let's see what can come of that without trying to force more productivity or, or more, I don't know, friendship on someone or something, whatever, whatever the case may be. And it's just really cool when you start to learn that's all it is in its most simplistic form. It's just there's a something going on, and that's cool. That's what happens to us all the time, ups and downs and that type of thing. And just saying, okay, well, that's all it is. Let's just look at it. At, at, that's what all it is, and, and go from there. And it's kind of hard to say what we do beyond that because you're not with them. But yeah. it's more just yeah, just having that connection with them and saying, okay, well, what, what's going on here really, and and go from that point as a jumping off point and to see where it leads without putting a whole lot of energy to it. Definitely. I, I love that answer so much. And I, I think that people forget about that connection. You know, they, they don't realize that like you shared with the five leaders, that's five completely different perspectives, five different worlds as the, the way you worded it. And I, I think that that's so important. And, you know, a lot of the work that I do right now is with kids. And I, I think that that's really valuable to realize for, for teachers as well, is that there's so many different worlds going on in the, in the classroom and, and at home. And, and you really like, if once you build that connection, that's really where the, that magic uh, is, is going to come from. So I, I really love that response. That was amazing. So Michelle, I have uh, I have one more question for you as well, and uh, so I I would like to hear from you with uh, in regards to to writing because I know that that's your your specialty your your forte, and you know if someone if someone wants to to become a writer they they have this idea for a book and and they want to start writing what would you like, what's the first step for them to, to get to get going into this process? Uh, first step would be to start writing. <laughs> Anywhere, anyhow you can. Um, I guess uh, the other key point would be to uh, not put uh, so much pressure on yourself to, let's say, uh, write 
thousand words a day, two thousand words a day. I know a lot of writers um, like doing that, uh, but I feel that for someone starting out, uh, to start with baby steps. You know, if you can put aside fifteen minutes a day to write, do it um, any way you can. Uh, just get those words words on the page. Um, that is definitely key. And to just remind yourself that uh, every day or every word that you're putting on your on the page is developing into that story that that you've got to share, and to stick with it. Um, just to, to keep on, keep on going, put those words on the page and then feel confident that you've got people like me who can help you take it from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that that's really important because I think that you need to have the writing before someone like you can help. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think a lot of writers also too, they get a bit caught up in the, oh, what happens when I, I write? the end I don't know what then is next and they get stressed about that you know after they've written their first paragraph uh they really need to just remind themselves that their job as a writer is to just get those words on the page that is key uh because there are people like me who will then take their little word babies and look after them and help them grow <laughs> word babies I love it <laughs> yeah and that so like I was mentioning with that blog post recently was that I, that was the whole point of it was like, I was, I was sitting around, I was up in my head, you know, what if people don't like this blog post or what if, you know, I, I called it the, the blog police. What if like the, the blog police come and, and, you know, somebody says, you know, your writing sucks. Or I talked about uh, my college professor in uh, my freshman year of college, I was only 18 at the time, I got a, a C in, a, in my writing class. And that was the lowest grade that I ever got. And so um, I was like, you know, what if this college professor finds this blog and, and he gives me another C? Like, those were the type of things that were kind of going on in my head. And, um, and it was just like, what if you just sit down and just write anyway? <laughs> like, and, and I love, I, I had a feeling that you were going to say, start writing as the first, uh, the first step. And so I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that that was, uh, that was where you went with that question. <laughs> All right. And so I, this, this last part is a, a bit of a, a little game that I I've made up for this call. And honestly, for you guys, it might be a very difficult question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. And so, the question is that if you can have any job in the world, but you're not allowed to keep the job you have currently, what would you do? And the, the reason that I asked that is a, a coach posted on Facebook and said, you know, I, I posted this question or I saw somebody share this question and everyone kept saying, I'm just happy doing, like, I just want to do what I do. And, uh, and there was no no creativity in that, so I, I just wanted to to put you guys right on the hot seat, right on the spot, and and see if you could come up with something. and And I could give my example if you if you'd like me to go first, because uh, you could really pick anything. You, you go first. Yeah. <laughs> so the the first time I said uh, a college basketball coach, uh, like the Division One level, 
The second time I chose uh, Robin, Batman's uh, Batman's sidekick. Um, I didn't want the responsibility of being Batman, so I, I prefer to just be Robin, the, the sidekick. So that was that was my second choice. But now that we're talking about Disney, I think this time around I would want to be like the like a ride tester. Like you, you don't have to wait on the you don't have to wait on the lines. You just get to go try all the rides as, as many times as you want. <laughs> that would be that would be my new uh, my new job. That would be the, the dream job, a ride tester. Uh, you like that one? <laughs> um, oh god, that's hard. Um, I'd be happy being a traveling food tester mm. yeah that's <laughs> a great one. i love to eat <laughs> um oh it keeps coming to my mind about football or soccer uh, yeah and a big, big passion around that to yeah be playing at some professional level again <laughs> um yeah the high school level it was all cool but then beyond that kind of work gets in the way and that type of thing. So yeah, for me, that'd be, yeah, just cool. Just making it in some professional level, just, you know, week in, week out. And just, yeah, I just love playing it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Those are those are two great answers. And, and now, Michelle, that you brought up the food, I'm going to have to ask, you know, you've been to 45 countries. Where would you say is as the best food? Which country? Oh, <laughs> or, or I could ask you this one. Where, where have you had the best coffee? Because that's something else I've been really interested in. Okay. Uh, I definitely have to say that Italy has the best coffee. Uh, we have wow. okay. hot coffee in a lot of places in the world, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, and yeah always comes back to to italy even when we were visiting italy for just little holidays now and then then we always the first thing was get to the local little bar and get your you know no matter, cafe. Where, you are no matter where you are even when we are you know driving on the highway pull over to um a, like the truck stop. The truck yeah. stop. Yeah. Um, the barista there. Yeah. Barista, yeah. <laughs> in Australia, we get the worst coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, same with here, New York. <laughs> yeah, so here in Italy, you've got a barista. He's there with his little bow tie, his big espresso machine, making that coffee just perfect. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, Italy for coffee. All right, that's very good to know. I I've had the coffee from Italy and it is very good, but I've been on a a little bit of an exploration trying to find the uh, the best coffee in the world. So that that's a uh, that's a good uh, a good place to start. So I appreciate that. that. I take that job too. If I had to try and find the best coffee in the world, traveling, I'll do that. Yeah, I would too. That that might be my next one. I I love that. That's a great job, finding the best coffee in the world. That's yep. doesn't get much better than that. Maybe finding the best beer in the world. That one might be a, that might yeah, be a good one too. Wine. Those would be the top two. <laughs> or wine. Yeah. Any of them. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so where can people find you if, uh, if they were looking to connect Michelle, maybe if there's somebody who's a, an author, they they're looking for an editor or Anthony, if there's a, a company out there looking to, uh, to, to reach out and connect with you, where can people find you guys? Uh, yeah, uh, so my company, it's Wordplay Editing Services. 
So that's just wordplayeditingservices.com and you can find me there with all of my services and how I can help uh, writers um, yeah, write, edit and publish their work. That's awesome. How do we make it this whole conversation and you didn't tell me the name of the company was Wordplay. That's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Tying it all back in at the end. <laughs> yeah, Wordplay Editing Services. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And then uh, for me, uh, LinkedIn. Um, and then also I've got anthony.otachi.com. Uh, you might want to yeah, spell it all out because it's a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a long one there, but <laughs> if you're just doing a Google search, so that, you know, there's not too many Anthony Donatachos in the world. So um, yeah, you'll find me there. Just reach out, happy to um, connect with anyone that's um, curious to, and just explore a conversation and see where it goes from there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you both so much. I'm going to share, I'll share the links in the, uh, in the, uh, comment section here. So uh, people, if you are interested, uh, you can reach out to Michelle or Anthony. Um, their services, of course, you know, you hear editing and, and coaching. And then uh, if you want to just uh, learn about traveling the world, <laughs> they're, they're a good uh, a good couple to have a conversation with as well. But, uh, but thank you both so much. I really do appreciate your time and, and for you both being here. The, the answers that you guys explored were, were just excellent. That was... Uh, that was what I was looking for, and and why we're uh, why we're here doing this. So I, I appreciate your time very much. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. It's been thank really you. fun. Thank you. Yeah, it has been a lot of fun, and and thank you everyone for listening. This is the Entrepreneur Playground. This is episode four, and you can tune in. These will be coming out every Sunday uh, from now on. So please uh, please feel free to check. They'll be out anywhere where you can find a, a podcast. So most likely uh, Spotify, anchor.com, you'll be able to, to find more episodes of the Entrepreneur Playground. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in joining, I would uh, like to invite you and you bring a friend with you. Uh, if you're married, that could work as well. Or if you do want to come on by yourself, uh, we will uh, make the exception and do that as well. But thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Martin Dara, the host of the Entrepreneur Playground.